Hi, welcome race fans to Under Caution. I am Heather and this is Puka. And uh, don't forget to share our show online and um, remember to like or subscribe. And today Puka is gonna talk to you about our partner in the show. Got a new partner and you know, last show, and remember we're down to once a week. So yes. just look for us once a week. And we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, that dieting I was gonna do. So, mm -hmm. We have a new partner in C4, C4 Energy, and they got us some energy drinks, which are really good. And I have some right now if I don't. Mm -hmm. What kind are you drinking right now? That's a raspberry. Strawberry watermelon. Strawberry watermelon. This one is my ice. favorite. So anyway, yes. And they're supposed to set up some some pre-workout. We'll, we'll we'll show you some stuff, some aminos and different stuff like that. So. Uh, uh, we're on the program here again. So I worked out four days this week. I'm exhausted right now. I need, mm -hmm. I need a nap, but uh, <laughs> we got to keep grinding. But yeah, so today, uh, anyway, first off, thank you to C4 Energy. And we'll put a link uh, in the notes here. If you look below, if you want to click the link, you can check out, like I said, energy drinks and, and protein powders and aminos and pre-workout, post-workout, all the good stuff. The claim rule. Uh, bring yes. it back to claim. You know, something if you're our age... Early Older, 90s. you know, there was, I don't know when they eliminated the claim room. Wazoda eliminated the Wazoda claim room. Mid 90s, I know. Yeah. Drivers didn't like it. Some fans did like it. I don't know where the promoters, the promoters obviously sided with the drivers because Wazoda's a promoter's association, not a driver's association. So they went ahead and kind of listened to the drivers and did it. I don't know if they really listened to the fans. So we wanted to kind of give a fan's perspective, and why don't you start off? I know you have a story or two on your experiences with the claim. Yes. Rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, before I get into that, um, I know that with this claim rule, I think it ultimately kept costs down. Um, you know, I don't think the racers were willing to put the type of money that they do these days into their engines. Um, for the fact that, you know, if they play any car that plays in the top 10 could then come to the claim circle and I think they could claim any of the cars that were in front of them or maybe it was just the top five. I'm a little hazy on. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember. Was it top 10? Top 10 or top, top five, five? I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it probably kept some costs down um, just because, you know, that night you won or took third and, you know, somebody who wasn't your buddy you know, finished in the top 10 and, you know, had a, a ill will towards, uh, towards you. Maybe you guys hadn't had the best experience out on the track and maybe you, you know, did a little bit of rubbing out there and they may say, hey, I want that engine. So, um, but, you know, I'm a tardy and that's my maiden name and my uncle is Lauren and my cousin is Jeff. Um, and back in the day, in the mods in that division um, my uncle lauren was racing and gosh i remember that claim rule um i know uh he had been claimed by olafson and then i know and i don't know which happened first i don't know if lauren claimed olafson or if olafson claimed lauren um but they kind of went back and forth um a little bit there but um like the big claimer 
was Bobby Smith oh, from he Bemidji. The, yeah, he was the king of claimants. She's talking he about really... Alan. Yeah, she's talking about Alan Olofsson of Bemidji. Yes. And, the, and back then he was in a. Well, there was only one kind of mod back then. It was just mods, a mod. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 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 yeah. Smith was the king of the claim. I don't think he made yeah. any friends at the track. No, no, exactly. I know he claimed my uncle Lauren, and I know he claimed um, SD a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, no, he wasn't, he wasn't about making friends. I think he was about, you know, stocking engines in his garage. Cause I mean, they had to have been in there like cordwood. Cause I don't know. I mean, <laughs> with the engines that he claimed, it just didn't make sense. But, um, you know, it was, it was fun, but yet, um, you know, I know that they, they had to tell, I think if you were in the claim circle and you were in the top, like you had to shut your engines off. Um, you weren't allowed to turn your engine back on because you could blow it. And then, you know, after somebody claimed you, so it was, they were pretty particular. And I remember seeing some cars kind of take off a little bit and try to rev that engine up to, to try to disable it in some way, ruin something, um, because they were ticked off that they got claimed. But, uh, it, it always led you to wonder what's going to happen next week. Yeah, yeah, it had a little bit of drama for the mm -hmm. fans. There's no no question about that. And I remember uh, Smith also claiming Daryl Nelson one night in Hibbing. He was furious. So you know, I see the racers' argument where that you know they, they want to put some money in for durability and and that kind of thing. Uh, but you know, like I said, keeping the cost down. Now, as you know, car counts were much higher in. Now there was never a late model claim rule. It was you know it was more of a super and mods mm -hmm. thing. I don't even think the beginner, I don't know if the beginning classes had it, but Super and Mods was, were Rosota. That's where the claim rule went into effect. And like I said, there were, the car counts were much higher. Dick Chrisman had a teaser in his Super Stock in about 96, 97, and he would get claimed or refuse to claim. He'd sit out, take the suspension, didn't really mm -hmm. care. So that kind of added drama in a, in a little bit of a different way. But uh, I think I remember Ryan Ayo and Darren Murado might have had a little something going on with a claim at one time in the Supers. But one thing that this conversation led me to thinking, too, is would we even have the B-Mod class if we never got rid of the claim? Because that B-Mod mm -hmm. class got big about 99, 2000. I think it was the promoter at... at Golden Spike back then in St. Cloud or Granite City Speed, what it is now. I, I think it was something like that. And it was just kind of a cut down mod. And of course it was cheap. And then all of a sudden I remember mm -hmm. seeing they'd have, you know, they call it a Midwest mod, B mod, Midwest mod. And, and you know, they had Brainerd all of a sudden, like four heats, you know, and, and every night, you know, 2000, 2001. And of course it was only got a hold of it. It's gotten much more expensive, uh, you yeah. know, that kind of a thing. But yeah. you kind of wonder if, you know, like I said, would the class even exist if, if the claim, claim rule was there and they were able to keep the price of the super stock down and maybe even the, you know, the modified down? Because now the modifieds, from what I hear, cost almost as much as a late model, mm -hmm. but they still race for less money than a late model. So what the heck are you even racing a mod for? I don't know. It's just, you know, so that, I don't know. But anyway, that's where you can comment is, you know, do you think that the B mod would even be here today if the super stock, at least that class, if the Wazota would have kept the claim rule in. Because mm -hmm. that'd be interesting to hear some of, yeah. some of your comments on that. Mm-hmm. All right. But, well, that's what we have today for our show. Um, you know, please comment below and let us know um, what you're feeling. And uh, don't forget to share and like or subscribe. Um, thanks for joining us on Under Caution.
Have a good night.